this is Ash hosting my first, well, yeah, doing my first hosting job of 2022. And you're listening to Not Your Average Netizens, the K-pop podcast where we spill the tea and give our truth and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm joined by my two lovely code podcasters, Jimin. I just realized I wasn't on mute the whole time. Hello, everyone. Privet, Privet. <laughs> Thank you for stealing mine, but yes. <laughs> and Nat. Hey, everybody. Hola, como estas? Hope you're well. And uh, we're actually, it seems like just yesterday we were ringing in the new year and the end of the month fast upcoming. And we are already going into February. So, you know, before we know it, it'll be 2023. So that's how crazy this year has been. But as usual, the K-pop world keeps turning. But before we get to that, I would like to ask um, you guys what uh, has been going on in your lives. Just give us a little summary of how you've been, what you've been doing. You know, I've been okay. I've been discovering so much new music through not through the app that shall not be named. We're not going to name that app, mobile application that I don't even use on my phone. But I've been discovering lots and lots of music. There, there are some songs that just get stuck in your head. Those meme songs, they just get stuck in your head. I don't know if I want to give them promotion right now, though. <laughs> but yes, that's really like what's been going on. Just discovering all kind of new music. Listen to... I really can't recommend anything because if I do, then I would just be feeding into the the mediocrity of the music industry. So I don't, I choose not to be a part of that, uh, even though I do like these songs. Nat? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I've just been, you know, busy taking it day by day. I feel like time is really passing by very quickly, which you know, it's good when you're on the clock and you want to be not on the clock, but bad in, in the way that it's already the 26th of January. Like, that's insane to me. Also, we I have been planning some stuff for the Black into K-pop, which is coming back next month. Not not much set in stone yet, so there's not really much to say, but we are trying to bring Black History Month alive with, you know, the k-pop content and and the creatives behind it and soju and some other stuff so yeah just been busy listening to k-pop as well and i guess i'll mention more when i'm listening to you i guess when we get into that section but yeah ash how have you been what have you been up to i've been good my fellowship is coming for those of you who don't know because I probably have not really mentioned it on this podcast. I was for the past uh, several months have been working for a news website under a fellowship and it will be coming to an end the end of next month. So I have started reaching out uh, as far as for job opportunities and you know I've had a few interviews already so that's promising that I've heard something back <laughs> from sending out resumes. So other than that they've been keeping me pretty busy at my job 
And when I haven't been doing those two things, I've stuck inside because it's been snowing so damn much here. (laughs) And so I really haven't been doing much other than that, but sleeping. But I guess the past couple of days, I did take some time to just listen to some music and got onto my separate YouTube account where I just play, I just have K-pop playlists and listen to a bunch of K-pop music. Not anything really new, new outside of a few songs. However, I did discover the song. I know I've heard of it before, so I know it's not new. But uh, Dun Dun Dance by... Oh, my girl. Oh, my girl. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I do. That is actually like a Black history for me and Jimin because we did an album review for that and then YouTube deleted it uh, so and we actually really we liked that album so it was it was not not great oh, that was said, one of the ones they deleted oh yes yes now when you said that was a black history for us i was like what oh yeah <laughs> none of these people are black <laughs> i was like where are you going with that well i would be willing to do kind of maybe retrospective with you guys if you would be up to it because i i do like that and did I, you guys do the whole like album or just that song we did that mini which was a really really good mini but if you guys are open to doing like an uh, oh my girl sort of introductory sort of episode with like the best songs and stuff like that i can definitely do that because i have listened to every single album from oh my girl they're actually one of the groups that i actually really like mostly because they can actually sing and so <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoy enjoy their music that is funny because that mini is not even my favorite mini from them or my favorite mm-hmm. album from them uh it's the remember me album the one with which, twilight which, but it's really good which one was the single from the remember me remember me <laughs> wait wait so i'm trying to think of what it was because there was one other oh my girl album that i remember listening to and was it a full album or not <sighs> Because if it's not a full album, it's probably Secret Garden because that was like their biggest. That's when they first sort of like hit. Sorry, it was not Secret. Yeah, was it Secret Garden? Secret Garden or Fifth Season? One of those. It's like when they got really popular. I would say I would have to pull up, but I really like their first album, the one with with Liar Liar and Closer and One Two Step. Um, I like those two. Secret Garden, I think, was the one I listened to. And I really liked the songs on that magic. And Love um, O'Clock is Love O'Clock on that? Because I yes, really like that song. Yes, yeah. Love that O'clock. was a good album. Yeah. And um 16, I like that as well. So yeah, I would be down to do like an introductory thing with Oh My Girl. Oh my girl. Yay. Yeah. You've had an interesting trajectory. So. so moving on. We have a bunch of comebacks and debuts to kind of chat a little bit about um we've got now is this guy just is it just deaf so jb has all of these monikers that he uses so like deaf soul deaf jb with the b close to the y and like with the space between he has so many names okay so deaf is his like soundcloud name (laughs) so that's Mm. how he released his music on soundcloud back when he was still with jyp and they basically just didn't allow him to, you know, kind of release stuff officially. And so he, this is his first like official debut album under that moniker. And that's like his soulful side. Mm -hmm. So like he does like a little bit more mainstream R&B and kind of stuff like that with 
JB, but with Def, it, it's very like, like his soulful side kind of comes to play. So I've been waiting for it to come onto Apple Music, but it's not. I don't know why. It is on Spotify, but I find Spotify is very confusing. I don't really like using it. So. I don't either, just because I refuse to pay to be able to listen to stuff in order. So there's that. That's, that's, that's what gets on my nerves. So yes. <laughs> not to digress too much, yeah. but like, I'm pretty sure the same reason Spotify popped off is why Pandora went down. And now Spotify is doing the same exact thing Pandora was doing. It's like these companies never learn. <laughs> I mean, no, they don't. I think they make millions <laughs> and they suddenly don't care about the people that made them rich. Like Twitter, right? Surprise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but he did drop his first album under death and it's called love i actually pre-ordered it so i don't have to wait for it to come but i mean have you heard any of the songs from i it? haven't i haven't like i know people have been putting it up and stuff like that and I, I guess what i'll do is i'll just wait for like you know they put together like those full albums on youtube so you can mm. kind of just listen to everything yeah i'll just do that instead until my album physically comes and i can like play it but yeah so i've yeah that dropped today actually and that was very exciting and a bam bam dropped b like on the 18th i want to say and i actually really like it and not just because i'm a Bam Bam fan i mean ribbon i felt was like okay i mean ribbon was the best song on that album and everything was there wasn't a commonality you know me i like when an album ha- has songs that all kind of fit the same theme but ribbon wasn't like that and i think that was my problem but i really liked ribbon the song so whatever but with b specifically it's so chill like very like the instrumentals are a little bit heavy like he worked with pink sweats and he worked with murder beats again because they're all friends and the title is slow mo Mm. It's the Pink Sweats thing, but well, continue. it's not. It's definitely better than the song that he did with Somi. So it don't have to worry about that. I like. I actually really like the album. It's so chill, like so chill. But it's not like put you to sleep chill. You know what I mean? And Intro Satellites is one of the best songs on this album. It's actually one of the best songs that I've heard this year. Who Are You featuring Somi is also fantastic. It actually kind of reminds me of like remember in like the early nineties when a lot of these like 80s pop stars kind of started getting deep and introspective like um Duran Duran and Madonna and stuff like that that's kind of the sound that who are you reminds me of but yeah I I really like the album I thought it was like not what people would expect from him but it it's a very strong album and who else is on this list uh, a pink they're yes. coming back on February 14th with their ninth mini album, Look, which will have the, well, wait a minute. No, is it called Horn? Horn, sorry. Yes. I was reading the reading a little bit above. Yes, it is the, is called Horn. And yeah, and the single is going to be called Dilemma. So also too, even there, so I think Naun is a part of the promotion for it, but she's not actually going to be performing with them. So oh, when they reached, another agency now? She's with YG now, right? Oh. And she has that drama that she's doing with Rain and IE UE as well. So she's actually probably still promoting that, and that's why she cannot be there for this single. Uh, I didn't know she was at YG. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is, is she just there as an actress? Yeah, yeah, she signed as an actress slash like model because that's really what she does, right? <laughs> like, 
sounds like the smart she's, thing to do. She's she's basically Jenny, but she gets more work because she actually, you know, has the acting thing. Yeah, so she's yeah. So it's it's gonna be just the five members like that are gonna be performing. Interesting. I just read on their uh, Wikipedia page here mm-hmm. that Anji was introduced in as a member of the group through a video of her singing a rendition of Jennifer Hudson's Love You, I Do. Which I can actually kind of see because Anji does have a decent voice. I mean, she's the singer of that group. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah. I will say shout out to, to Anji. She was in my one of my favorite dramas that I watched this year. It's called Work Later, Drink Now. Fantastic. Oh, I but forgot yeah. she acts too. Right? Oh yeah, she was in Reply, that Reply series, right? Or Replay series or something like that. I never watched those movies, but she's she got famous from one of those. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the reply. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, oh, one other thing. I always recognize her because she's like the only one in that group that doesn't have like that uh, very homogenized K-pop idol look. She looks a little more, I don't want to say ordinary, but she has more character to her face, right? Like, yes. you feel like you could see her as just like a, a normal Korean walking down the street, even though she's still very pretty. So I will have to share this because Nikki told me this and it has comp- never left my brain. I feel like I kind of hate her for it, but also it's it's kind of crazy. But she says that like some I guess there's a meme or something like that, that Unji looks like the smiling Titan from Ti- Attack on Titan. Aww. And I can kind of see it. <laughs> I can kind of see it where they came from it because she does have like really strong like facial features. I mean, she's a pretty girl, so it's fine. But like, I can kind of see E U N J I, and I sometimes there's a dash between the N G part. Yeah, Hong N G. The last name Jong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's an actress as well. Yes. Yes. She's a great actress. Okay, they said she looks like the Smiling Titan. Yeah, I don't really see it. I don't I actually I don't see it at all. I can see why they said it because of her, like, her mouth. She has a really wide kind of grin. Yes. So when but, she smiles and stuff like that, like, that's when I could see it. And I was like, okay, I can see okay, it. I'm going to also- try Googling smiling pictures. I don't know. Y'all just being mean because this girl does not look like the Smiling Titan. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that she's it. ugly or anything like that. I'm just saying, like... When she's I know, but I, I don't see the resemblance. Like, I don't know. She got like a normal mouth. Is she's, it the netizens that have been saying this? Like, no, I think Korean it was like on a Reddit. I think it was like on a Reddit or something. Okay, because when yeah, Korean netizens say stuff like that, mean. they're usually pretty. Oh yeah, they're mean. They're yeah. mean about it. Like from what I heard, like the people like from what I heard, anybody who who actually like repeated it was like kind of saying it like lovingly, like because. People love Unji. She's like a good person. So. Yeah. And she's very pretty and she's very talented. So I don't like I've never actually seen any Unji hate, to be honest. To yeah, say, I guess like, the international like Reddit or something like that. Yeah. People like making that offhand comment, comment, but not meaning it in like a mean way. Yeah. I know. Whereas if it was saying like Dom or something, that would be different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. So, okay, this is a three-member group under BPM Entertainment, and the group consists of the three former G-Friend members, Cindy, Anha, and G. And they're debuting on February 9th with the mini-album Beam of Prism. That's interesting. I had no idea this was going on. Yeah, no, I mean, it came out, like, last year that they were gonna be coming out like as a, a new group 
And I'm yeah. happy because they're like my three biases from this group anyway. So it was really, it's perfect for me. <laughs> it's interesting though, because I always felt like, I mean, it may have not been, it, it may have happened because it may not have been like a collective thing where they all wanted to split up. But it makes me wonder like, what exactly was the like reasoning for G Friend to just stop being a group? I don't know. I honestly don't know. We like, I think that's something that they're probably going to keep to themselves because it could be like damaging in some way, shape or form for the company. And they, I mean, nobody wants to be blacklisted, but from big hit, you know, or high beat, like it, it just wouldn't be a good look. So I don't know. I do think that, I don't think that the girls from all accounts about what I know about G friend, I don't think the girls wanted to split up like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I don't think, I think it was more of an agency. Like, I feel like a lot of these companies, they don't know how to manage girl groups if they're really big on boy groups. Yeah. And so, um, like you'll have like, I think one of the other companies, I can't remember what it is. They actually have like a new sub label just for their girl group. Like, so they've sort of splintered <laughs> in some mm-hmm. sense. So I don't know. Like, it's really weird. It's like, maybe cause they wanted to introduce all these girl groups this year through their competition shows and like former um, eyes one members and stuff like that. So maybe that's why. And mm-hmm. they're just like, you're old. Gotta go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One interesting thing I'm noticing on this page is that both Unha, Unha and Sin B were both big hit trainees, I guess. And, and they ended up back under big hit technically, but it says yeah. here Sin B was under, was a trainee there for five years. Yeah. And Anna was a trainee there for one year. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Uh, Big Hit does not do girl groups. So, well, they are now. We'll see how that works out. Okay. The next up, we have Treasure, which is coming out with a new, with their first mini album on Feb- t- February the 15th called the, the Second Step, Chapter One. And they've released a few teasers and such. Uh, Good for Treasure. I hope they Treasure is are they with they're YG. with YG, right? I hope they find a sound that works. I mean they I think that it's not really just about finding a sound. I think it's also about finding some way to differentiate themselves because yeah. they they like not nothing that they've done so far is like standing has stood out. It's very much like run of the mill boy band hip hop. That's it, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, these teasers are not really given anything different, but maybe the music. Look, well, let's just come out and say it. Boy groups have been stagnant. They've just been stagnant for for yeah. a minute. And two by two came through last year. They spiced things up. Shiny came through, spiced things up. But the reality of it is, is like, I feel like a good portion of the industry is still following that, like. I don't even know. It's like a big bang slash babble. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's like the, it's like a combination of like the exo pop with like the, the, I guess what you would call hardcore hip hop, which I, the YG sound, the YG sound basically. (laughs) It's like those two things had a baby, but the baby was like all of the worst, like parts of those things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Cause to me, I just feel like, if you're going to give me exopop, 
don't I feel like people are trying to give you like a what's the the exo song? You know what I'm talking about? The one that was like a, they were doing sex stuff with the pistol, like love oh, shots. Love shot. I don't like love like, shot. Me either. I'm not a fan of that, but they they're trying to give that kind of vibe, but do it with like you know the the YG style. I, I don't know. It just doesn't work. But that's what every boy group is doing, except for the ones that have that, that are experimenting that are like the bigger groups, like. 17 or like mm-hmm. even nct is like, actually you know what i just realized what it is i kept saying exo with yg sound and the reality of it is it's the nct sound that's what, that's I mean, what it is nct yeah. is nothing if but one big experimentation but the, the, the weird thing about it is like all these groups are trying to do nct mm-hmm. but nct is the only group that can do nct i mean yeah. i don't we already discussed how like they literally just go into the studio and someone's like Try singing over top of this, <laughs> and the poor boys have to do it. It just works. I don't know what it is, but it works for me, so it's fine. But only they can do that. That yeah, like madness. Treasure. That madness is only NCT. Like that's their thing. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm just getting tired of like these kind of like like these treasure type groups that they're just doing the same thing. Like. Give us something fresh, like I, I think don't part know. of the problem with that is YG. I feel like as a music, quote unquote, music company, is itself stagnant. Like Blackpink still- hasn't made an original song ever. Actually, I was gonna say since they debuted, but even when they debuted, they their song, their music already sounded like somebody. The else thing about Twenty One is they. I'm at Twenty One. Blackpink is they have some catchy stuff, but it's either been. To anyone ripoffs, or it's been primarily been stuff that is the same Teddy crap over just, and it, over. It's like they just plagiarize themselves at a certain point, and you're just like, yep. that's why I actually did like, and I think Lovesick Girls and like As If It's Your Last, those two songs have stood out the most out of their discography. Why? Because it's not something that sounds like a Teddy song. It's not. Yes, that I feel like those are the yeah. their best to me did he even do those did somebody else do those i don't think he did lovesick girls i he probably did i just had that i just had this thought that like if i had to say what a lot of these groups sound like to me it will be in terms of like the type of music i I just can't get with it will be like timbaland produced music i feel like timbaland produces that music that's like the borderline between like hip-hop and pop Mm-hmm. and i feel like yes. that's what a lot of k-pop groups are trying to do because nct did it and it was successful because you know and every song has to have a rap break whether yeah. it needs it or not right or it has to have like this hardcore bass line it has to have a drop it has to have a highly electronic sound and it's just not cute and like it has to have this extended dance break when nobody in the group can dance and it's just a bit like I don't know. It gets boring and repetitive. Like we, I just want to see more band. Like like I want to see more people branching out and like trying different things. I don't mind doing hip hop, mm-hmm. but like it's what, really stagnant. What I did, like point. yeah, what I really did like about like second gen. If I go back and listen to Shiny's R and B uh, tracks, 
all of the tracks sound different. They all sound like a different type of R&B. Whereas all of these groups are making the same song over and over again. And it's Even like, like Big Bang had variety in their stuff. Sunset Glow sounds like nothing. It doesn't sound like Halu Halu. It doesn't sound like Bang Bang Bang. It doesn't sound like Fantastic Baby. Like they, like, you know, we know what, I think with Big Bang, Big Bang is also kind of similar to NCT in that regard, where they have, like, it's not the sound, it's them making the music that kind of, you know, makes it its own thing. Teddy did actually write both Love Sick Girls and he did write on it. Like, he's he's one of the writers and also for As a Fruit Bitch. But he also did Kashina by Sunmi. So he's he's capable of doing different things musically. He just chooses not to because... Or else Laziness? he's getting instruction to not do so. That's true. For whatever reason. Oh, David Guetta has songwriting credits for Lovesick Girls. That's not surprising. No, it's not. It's not at all. Song it is. But also, Jisoo and Jenny also quote on that. So I think that's oh. why they it sounds a little bit different than a lot of their stuff, because generally they don't. Mm. I mean, those girls I would are like their stuff a lot more if their stuff sound. And even like I said, when I saw the music video, like that whole concept and song is just a lot more. It feels more authentically them than the yes. whole bad bitch. Then find me. Diamonds, so bum, bum. Yes. Money. I, you know, all that stuff, like, it just, it feels like they're cosplaying when they do that. Love Sickles seems a lot more authentic to like. Yeah them as a group but just pretty, anyway. pretty girls that's that's what they are at this point I, and i like blackpink's music i actually really do all like 28 songs that they've done in seven years you know like i like them but <laughs> they're influencers okay that's what blackpink is yes yeah. oh i can't believe thing. we just oh go ahead go you on no you go you go you go no because i was gonna wrap up the section with what i was gonna say Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say one more thing. Treasure, their title track is called Jikjin, which means head straight in Korean. And the lyrics express the heart of a man in love who heads straight to grasp the one he loves. That's all. I don't think I understand a single word you just said. <laughs> and lastly, another G friend member, the one who could sing, Yuju, has went off and created a solo career for herself. And she released, she will be releasing her mini album, Wreck. No, it came out already. Oh, it did? Oh, I'm reading an article. Yeah, yeah, it came out. It's called Wreck. The lead single is called Play. So, Fun fact, she's under Connect Entertainment, which is owned by Kang Daniel, our favorite. So, mm, yeah. Okay. So, he's making Wadawan money. He's making Yuju money. He's going to be making his own money. I mean, he's brilliant. Genius. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of like to, to see that she is going to be getting attention because a lot of times I feel like in girl groups, the one is the designated singer. Other than like, you know certain situations like obviously a pink like g definitely has her own things going on but i feel like sometimes the singers of the groups get kind of ignored for like the visuals and the 4d members and all of this when a lot of times they're the ones kind of keeping the whole thing together the heavy lifting for sure yeah yeah and i I always like yuju's voice so good for her yeah i mean to be fair I feel like the girls from G Friend were actually pretty okay singing. Yeah, I think that fine. maybe I think I think training wise, like you know, vocal direction probably hurt them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But 
overall, they were all pretty decent singers. And even if they weren't like quote unquote dancers, they all kept up with that challenging choreography. Oh yeah, so, they definitely yeah. give props for that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're actually like a better group than people give them credit for sometimes. Like when I listen to some of their old stuff, I'm like, they really were out here giving us a decent quality music. Well, I just forget like a lot of their stuff was like trendy. I mean, you've got got rough, which was like a huge trend. Magusas um, too. Magusas too. What? Um, so what was it? Butterfly. Oh, Navu. Yeah, the Korean word for it is like Navarera or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Butterfly, yeah. and then. <sighs> I always think of what could have been if their creepo male fans hadn't rejected fingertip because that was an fingertip awesome was a bop. And a bop. if they went in that direction, it would have been awesome. <laughs> it's funny because after that, like the people, like their fans got mad. They went really hard on like the innocent school girl. So they had like Summer Rain and Love Whisper and all of those songs basically sounded same. Yeah, they were like the least good their music was was ever, you know, was post fingertips. So yeah, and then they had Magu, Magu, which was their last song, which is yeah. a really fantastic song too. So yeah. But yes, that was a very long comeback slash debut section. Shouldn't have been, but we got carried away. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Hold up, Nat. Say the word that's spelled D-E-B-U-T. D-E-B-U-T? Yeah, say that word. Debut? <laughs> okay, I'm just sure you can say it. Was she saying it oh, funny? I know. She said the boots. <laughs> oh, did I? I didn't even realize. That's a very Canadian way of saying that. It was very, it was very that, funny. Oh, I thought I, it was a Canadian way. Oh, I didn't realize that I would said it like that, to be honest. So I probably just like slurred it together, all the letters, but that's fine. Debut. <laughs> On to our topics. Apparently, 17 fans are a little miffed because member DK, and this is a while back apparently, on January 24th, DK was holding a Naver V live stream when I guess Dino is another member suddenly arrived at 17's dorm. And Dino was not aware that DK was doing a live stream and mentioned a woman's name, saying, whenever I want to make a fuss, XX Nuna is always here that day. Fans noticed DK looking at Dino in surprise, and Dino suddenly said, oh, not here? I see. DK gestured, gestured for Dino to leave, and member Vernon appeared on the live stream. However, when fans suddenly started asking about the woman, DK quickly ended the live stream. Since the stream, fans are wondering whether a woman was over at 17's dorm and if she's possibly one of the members' girlfriends. During the live stream, a series of questions asked, who is XX Nuna? 17 have not also not provided replay access for the stream. And there's this funny gif of, I guess, DK with looking very shocked and um, surprised. He's got this one picture of him with his mouth wide open and then another picture of him with his hand over his mouth. I'm going to put it in the... The, um, I was gonna say you gotta post it because it's really funny. It's funny. It's really funny. Wait, I want to speak on on both of these things. Are you are we ready to speak on them? Sure, sure. So the, fir- the first thing I want to say to the first thing is, does it look like I asked for another survival show? <laughs> Nobody it's did. Funny how they came to the conclusion that all of them were scams, and that did not stop them from doing that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember asking, but but to the second thing, this is really funny and very interesting. And part of it's really funny and very interesting is because Hybe is doing themselves no favors by like making it this as suspicious as possible. <laughs> They're doing everything to make the fans like be like, oh, there's a girl. You would think that if you didn't want the fans to think that you would not do that. Like you would have a different ta- strategy or tactic. Not saying you should have to. You guys know our stance on girlfriends. We don't give a fuck. But also I have reason to believe that it would be really funny. And yes, it would be funny if this was just like the stylist Nuna because I know they have like a lot of, there's like a lot of women in the, like, I mean, there's just a lot of women in these camps in general. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, I've heard it's that not they're like supposedly, supposedly they all have to be married is a rumor I've heard, but I don't know if that's true. Or I'm not sure. I just, to I just, enforce. I feel like it's not even legal to enforce that, but even if it yeah. is, it's like, it comes down to the fact that like this is probably not even like a girlfriend this is probably just somebody and because it's a woman they're making a big fuss out of it like not just the fans but like the members and it's just i I feel like at this point in k-pop's evolution do we even care anymore like do we do we like is this is this a thing i mean international fans generally don't care i feel like K-Nets still have this whole, I mean, it's a cultural thing, I guess. It's something that's been going on a lot longer there. So it's still like a weird, I mean, I still, I feel like there it's changing a bit, but there's still like a contingent of really loud fans there are really loud about that kind of thing. And so companies are just afraid to, you know, they don't want to lose their money. So and see, this is why in one sense, I can't believe I'm saying these words. You know, I'm not going to say these words because I don't want us to get sound clip, you know, the take the sound bite of this. So I'll say it a different way. I'll say, you know, YG is a garbage company. YG also let Bobby un- publicly announce his baby mama and his child. YG also told everybody to mind their business about GD and Jenny. So YG is definitely the model here because <laughs> they don't care. I mean, right. why should they? And look at their they reputation. Would you care? Cube <laughs> lost Hyuna money and, you know, dismantled the spark in Pentagon for what? For nothing. For Hina absolutely nothing. won a Soul Music Award the other day and literally made out with her man on stage. Like, she's Oh, fine. I didn't know that. But also, but also, too, what the fuck is Pentagon doing? So it's like... I don't know if this is the move. Like, I don't know the that companies making a big because I here's the thing. You can fans can make a big deal all they want about this. It's really I I have a strong feeling this would never change the industry. Like having having relationships be out in the open will, will just not change the industry. Because if everybody starts doing it, what are they gonna turn to to get their daily dose of hero worship in these celebrities? Yeah. And it's I mean, think about it. Like there's too. nowhere else to turn. Honestly, it's going to hurt their bottom line, too, because the thing is, like, a lot of these these um, relationships between idols and fans is based on, like, some weird sexualization and fantasizing kind of stuff. So a lot of times people do lose fans when they get married because it ruins the fantasy. Like, they have a weird thing in Korea where, like, you can't, if somebody is a dad or a mom, like, that suddenly makes them, like, non-sexual. Like, I know we have it here, too, but I think it's, like, to more of an extent 
over there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, you know, if you're a married father or whatever, you can't do agio. Like, even as a joke, because that, like, that's just not something you can do. Yeah, it's like it already, like, it doesn't matter, like, how young you are when you get married and have children. It just instantly, like, like spearheads you into Ajima, like, territory. Territory, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy I, I guess, in 97. I, I mean, that's this is a really... Well, I feel like this is a really interesting kind of point because, and the reason why is because, like, I feel like if K-pop is going to head any, in, in, it's K-pop is anything like the U.S. industry or the British industry or really any other music industry, it will eventually become, become a point where this will not, like, affect the bottom line. And the reason why we know that is because it doesn't affect the bottom line of these people today. Instead, the difference is, is instead of having these fangirls who are, or fanboys who are, like, fantasizing in that way, you'll get things that are, like, for example, you know those people who, like, stan, like, like you know, you remember when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez had all those stands because of their relationship you'll start getting stuff like that like i i really i feel like people underestimate the power of celebrity in a weird way to where they think like and i get why because people have lost fans before yeah but i just don't think that that'll continue to be a thing because we have to understand yeah they lost fans before but k-pop was a very insulated market to where it was like it, it was just a different time like when when i don't know I guess my idea is like this. And this is something that I've talked about, like when it comes to other aspects of South Korea and how it's changing as a country and as a culture, it's becoming like less. I I don't know how to put this. I don't want to make it seem like Korea was behind in the times or anything, but like it was very traditional for a while, you know? And I feel like it's just, that is kind of like going away slowly. I don't know. Because uh, I feel yeah. like it's still like, there are changes going on and the younger generation is, is more, but it's still very steep in that kind of tradition. Right. Like all of this stuff, like with the, with the right? member, the, yeah, the girl member that didn't bow and like, there's still stuff like, and like, I think one of you guys alluded to it because they are a country that has thousands of years of culture behind them. That kind of thing. And plus, because they have been invaded for so many long, many times and lost aspects of that culture, what they do have is very sacred to them. So even if things loosen up a bit, I feel like there's still going to be a country of, say, like maybe Japan, where there are certain things that are maybe looser, but right. they still have those, you know, things that like like, permeates it you know i feel like i have to clarify i and i want to say another and 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 i actually agree with what you're saying and actually i definitely am wrong about that first part but i do want to kind of present this to you and Mm -hmm. say that because in many ways it's not as insular they don't have to rely on korean dollars as much as they used to and because of because of that i can see it becoming more of a it's already becoming more of a liberal industry like in terms of you know you already see i mean think about it we we've been covering this this shift with like, for example, BTS for a while now, right? And you already see BTS abandoning their principles of we'll never sing in English. And look, all of a sudden, they, what, have they released a Korean song in two years? Nope. 
Mm-mm. So nice. it, it's like that's what I'm talking about. Like, like having an international fan base really changes the game for these artists to the point where they can do things that they can get away with, like in a place like America, because their fan base doesn't rely on like people who have these very rigid ideas of what it means to be an idol. Like, I feel like in America, yet I feel like the I, I feel like as long as somebody can obsess over you, it doesn't matter if you're really in a relationship. As long as people can fantasize about you, that sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds weird, but like, it's the reality of it. Like, oh, think about a good example of this, the supernatural fandom and all the Tumblr fandoms from back in the day. All of those men were married with wives, but these girls, like these people, I won't say girls, but these people still found ways to like fantasize about them or fantasize with them together. So being in a relationship is not going to change that for a good part of the international fan base and we're oh, yeah, saying that 17 has an has a very like largely growing international fan base to where i can see this definitely being a problem in korea for sure but internationally i don't think their fans are really going to give that much of a fuck oh and, yeah i absolutely agree the international fans are a whole different thing but i think this is where stuff is coming into conflict um, because you have a group where, and I've seen it happen before, especially with, you know, this has been a thing with armies where the group will say or do one thing and, and international fans will react one way to it and Korean fans will react another way or one group of fans will, you know, make fun of the other group for being offended because of what the group did, because, you know, because of cultural reasons or whatever. International and Korean armies go at each other about stuff all the time. And I think they're going to have to make a decision. And, you know, I think it's interesting because, like you said, with, you know, some of these groups having international fans and making international money, you know, they're going to have to decide, you know, which is the which is the less cost effective measure here, depending on what we allow them to do and not do. And I think also what what comes into it as well is cultural pride, because there's still that whole thing of these people. Yeah, they I'm sure they love the international attention. They love the money and the accolades they get from there. But at at their core, they're still a Korean group. And the ones that are Korean anyway, they they consider themselves Korean, right? Like the whole thing with like BTS, like, of course, they go over to America for periods of time and the Korean fans get pissed, right? And they were saying Mm -hmm. that when they come back, you know, they did their concert here and they did their English songs and whatnot. And they're saying that whenever they when they when they do come back to Korea and do their concerts there, they're most likely going to play a lot of their deep cuts, do more rapid songs with rapping on them. Well, also, and all this that's, stuff. All, that's where those deep cuts got popular. But also, I want to say this, too. Mm-hmm. I want to there's a couple things that response I have to that. And part of this, I will say, is colored by conversations that I've had outside of the pod about mm-hmm. like Korean society. So please like feel free to check me because part of that I'm bringing that into like K-pop, but there I noticed that, and this is something we've even touched on too about like American validation, but more, even more than that is just like this idea of like the relationship between Korea and specifically America, just because there is an actual like political relationship there. Mm -hmm. I think that that means that stands for something. And I think that has a lot of meaning. And this is something we can kind of talk about off air because I have 
reasons why I'm saying this, but that stands for something. But also there's a lot to be said for actions speak louder than words as well. I do think that, I do think that like BTS, for example, they probably are like obsessed with Korea or whatever. Right. But I do think that there's a lot to be said for like, look at how people act when they are not around there very specifically not not in korea but very specifically not around their die hard fans who are korean right mm-hmm. so and the reason why i say this is like look at how they act around people who are just average everyday korean people like a good example that comes to mind is like when jungkook was hanging out with his tattoo squad and like who those people are and like what they value right mm-hmm. From what I understand, people who are taken seriously as artists in Korea, nobody cares if you have a relationship, if you are taken seriously as an artist, right? Yeah, yeah. If you are, if you are, obviously, if you're seen as an idol, that's like a whole other monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And an idol, I'm not saying all idols aren't taken seriously. I do think like idols like Big Bang are taken seriously and like yeah. a lot of the older groups for for sure. But for the most part, like it, it comes down to are you taken seriously? Look at popular Korean actresses and actors they can have husbands they can have wives they can have children like nobody's gonna stop standing them so we can't say that it's korean society it's not korean society it's idol culture Mm, that's a that's to me that's a big difference and the reason why i say that is because i think with a group like 17 i don't think they're there at all yet but i do think that they're moving into a direction largely because of their international acceptance kind of similar to bts uh-huh. they're moving in a direction where people are respecting them more outside of the idol bubble and while their fans are going to be heated i don't think i think that if they can make a dent in like korean mainstream i don't think one of them having a girlfriend is going to hurt them Mm-hmm. That's I think that's where I'm coming from, and it and and it could be totally invalid, and I totally own up to that. But I just I do think that we are in an interesting time. This is not you know when I first came on the podcast a couple of years ago, I definitely would not have had this opinion. Mm-hmm. But I do think that a lot has happened in these past couple of years, especially with COVID. I think COVID has like changed the way we as like in the world, like the way we consume media. And because it has changed that so radically, you, again, you have, I feel like the COVID in many ways kind of advanced K-pop in the global sphere in many ways, because when people don't have, you know, other things to turn to, they have a lot more time. They can look into K-pop and they can see what it's about. And, and and this seems like a a super like big argument, but my point is, is to hone it down on that narrow thing of will having a girlfriend affect a member of 17. I think it will. I don't think it would have long-term consequences because we saw how XOLs tried to boycott Chin and SM said, you can kiss my ass. (laughs) So it's not gonna, I don't think it's really gonna hurt them. I'm, I'm sorry. Like in 2022, no, like maybe like, like, yeah, when Edon and Hyuna first like kissed on stage or whatever, two, four years ago, I don't know, maybe. But today I, I just am hard pressed to think that it's going to hurt that much. I do think because and this is not even so much because of like idol culture or anything, because like you said, there are idols that have publicly some a few that have been seen with people of the opposite sex or dating or whatever. But I think, too. BTS is a special case because 
all of their fan base is so rabid and they have this really unhealthy parasocial relationship, that that will be a whole separate thing that feeds off of the oh, whole yeah. I th- culture I think, aspect. I, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think any member of BTS could ever date, except the only, the only way I think I could even see it happening and one portion of the fans not being mad is embarrassing and sad as this is to say i think if like a member of bts was dating like normani or something you know that there's a contingent of their fans who would not give a damn and would be celebrating that but i other than that like that's one group where even though they still have this influence and everything i don't think that they would have a good time yeah just because of how they've built their relationship i feel like Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's because i also like have different familiarity with 17 and i feel like yes it's it's always going to be a parasocial relationship that's just k-pop but like it just doesn't seem nearly as unhealthy as like yeah i think, <laughs> some yeah, of these I think other that's groups. a big thing too like you were mentioning that it it also depends too on how the group or idol or whoever builds that relationship with their audience because some idols mm-hmm. you know their fans will say certain things that are kind of stalkerish and they'll be like don't say that like that's not healthy you know right but other groups will be you know calling them their girlfriends or you know playing into it so yeah i think it does depend on the relationship a lot yeah i mean again xol like i just <laughs> i just remember like i feel like chen Yul probably has uh, three or four baby mamas and we all know this. It's like allegedly, <laughs> allegedly common knowledge, you know, but like I, I feel like they set that precedent early on in that relationship to where I remember when EXO walked out of an event because their stands were being a hot mess. Nat, are you dead or are you just- I'm not here. I'm just listening. I think you guys make really good points and I agree. I don't think that it's, it's going to ruin anybody's career. I don't think he's going to have to do a press conference like G.O.D. did when that guy from, I think June, June, when June um, had a girlfriend and he had to do like a press conference about it. Like, I just don't think people care that much about it. I think also a lot of older fans have, because of like the maturity of K-pop and how like the fan, the Mm -hmm. idols themselves are much older than they used to be. I think that there are a lot more older, mature fans who go to these events with their kids, who go to these events, you know, being married and things like that. And because they're able to do it, they understand why their faves can do it too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. while I do think that there's, I think what the, the problem here that we're kind of like trying to dis- discuss, I guess, or determine, you know, the, the barrier, the, the limits of or whatnot is that the worst people tend to be the loudest. So yeah. it, does, yes. it does kind of feel sometimes like a lot of people are really anti something when it's not, it's just a small amount of people who are just really, really loud. And mm-hmm. that's why we see it. We see like that kind of behavior. Now talking about like international versus netizens, like I think that's a whole bag of, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is like so different. And even whole talking about, like American like validation. And like, yeah. I mean, you know, my stance on it, like, I feel like a lot of people would be surprised to to know that like all that right wing stuff going on in Korea right now, a lot of your fans probably subscribe to it because they're of the same age and they were raised in the same culture. And just because you see them hold a pride Trump flag is super at popular concerts, in Korea. Yeah. It, just because you saw your fave hold a pride flag in his Toronto show doesn't mean that he actually thinks 
that, you know, LGBTQ like plus people have rights or should have rights. You know what I this mean? This sounds very so, specific. Was it a Suju member or Zico? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, Shiwan has been very open about being in love with Ron, or allegedly in love with Ronald Reagan. And so, I mean, I, I feel like Suji has already laid out their flaws. I don't think that there's anything new that can happen from them. But I mean, you never know. So Ronald about Reagan's general. corpse would say something extremely racist, like on it, like not even oh, absolutely. I feel like not even consciously realizing that he's being racist. It's just, you know how like <laughs> he's that person that says something racist and doesn't even remotely think it's racist. Yeah. 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 He's like called black people colored. <laughs> and it's like, like yeah, like, like, they are? <laughs> like, 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 it's not what they are. That's what I was raised. Oh, OK. Like putting brown paint on your face. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like a lot of times that people have this weird fantasy about what their idols stand for based on their own, what they stand for mm-hmm. and they project it. So that's kind of like how I feel on that. But in terms of dating, yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's 2020. I think that as long as you... <laughs> what? Nat, oh my God. Nat, what, two years, two years of existence. Oh wait, you're right. It's 2022. Time has no meaning. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> Because it's 2022. Oh my God, it is 2022. (laughs) Because it is 2022. It's not a big deal. I think that as long as you're respectful of your fans, because, you know, a lot of fans, specifically in Korea, like they feel like their feelings get hurt when dating rumors come out. So like I noticed a lot of idols and even actors, when they mention marriage news and things like that, they also like, you know, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings kind of stuff. So I feel like as long as they're mindful of, their fans you know feelings on that and like maybe keep it like low-key and secretive and like don't do like excessive like the human type of pda like it's not i don't think that's really acceptable but as long as you quietly have your family and then you know when you're working you're working and you're there for your fans i think that people are okay with that and i think that's going to be more what we see like people being open about being in relationships but also like not in your face about it Unless you're part of a group mm-hmm. called BTS. Oh my God, they can't. Like, those dating rumors from V and like, I mean, in BTS, you can't even have friends without people being crazy. So. I remember when, I remember when like, there was a, a period of time where like, Taemin and Jimin were hanging out a lot. Yeah. And people were just like, Taemin is just trying to like, mooch off of Jimin's fame. And this was back before BTS was even like, huge in America. And I was like, something tells me Taemin doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> Taemin is, is he has his own successful group his own thing like why like, would he care like but i noticed though that's why a lot of people who are really close to some of these members are not as open about it yeah it's you like never see them be. with their friends really yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. I mean, just even when you look at these challenges that they keep doing and forcing that on our throats, you don't see them do it with certain people for a reason. Like, yeah. so yeah, but that was an interesting thing. I didn't actually, I don't really follow 17 like that though. Funny enough, a YouTuber that I do follow is crazy about 17. So she talked about them quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't really know much about 17. So it's actually, I just happened upon that story. So yeah, if I, if I hadn't, I wouldn't have known anything about it, (laughs) but okay. Well, moving forward, the soul music awards happened and uh, they gave out the first ever soul music award, uh, day song for artist of the year. 
And the winner was NCT 127. I was kind of hoping this was the last topic because this is such an interesting topic. Sorry, continue. Oh, no problem. Wait, that was the first time they gave away that award? So what was it called before? Oh, I don't know. It just says here that this was their first ever uh, day song for Artist of the Year. Okay, oh, no, that's I NCT's think it's NCT's. NCT. Oh, NCT. Yeah, yeah. All right. Like, like, maybe, okay. yeah, maybe, maybe they, like, I was kind of like, did they rename it? Maybe, like, that's what you're Oh, yeah. No, it no, means no. NCT's first. Yeah, it's their first. <laughs> you know, Sorry. Ash, I have to roast you real quick. I don't know how in the world you could have read that the other way. My uh, reading competition <laughs> was on uh, kindergarten for that one. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. We love it. Uh, yes, but apparently some folks were not pleased about that where they were not pleased uh, about nct 127 winning the grand prize as well as nct dream their album hot sauce winning the album of the year award and netizens of course leaving comments that the awards were untrustworthy one netizen created an online community post on neat titled sma equals sm dot m dot a Okay. <laughs> and complain how the music award is biased towards SM artists. This netizen elaborated a few years ago, they separated the day song and now they give the day song to a group that never made the annual charts this year. I would understand if they gave it to Lim Young Woon even. Um, other netizens commented, I think SMA really can't be trusted anymore. To be honest, SMA is the same level as the AAA and the FACT Awards, but for some odd reason, it has a more prestige image. It's a real comedy that the winners of the grand prize never entered the annual music charts. I don't understand how NCT 127 won the grand prize, lol. And so many groups won the main prize. So apparently the winners for the Soul Music Awards show, which first began in 1990 and is held annually by Sports Soul to recognize outstanding achievements in the Korean music uh, music industry. The winners are selected from the past year of releases by by calculating 20% mobile votes, 10% Sports Soul's popularity poll, 40% 40% digital downloads and album sales, and 30% judge scores. Popularity awards are decided 100% by a popularity poll. So how can they sit up there and say that, like, the award is not earned, or the award is, like, basically, it seems like they're just, a lot of the justifications are like, they weren't even top of the charts, but that's not even majority of the rating, seems like. I mean, from based on those percentages you just gave, that's not even a majority of the rating being top of a specific chart. So. I I think they're just salty, like the netizens. Also, who are these other artists they're saying should have won? Girl, we don't well, know them. He's, yeah. I mean, who they mentioned, one, was it We Young or something like that? He's very popular in Korea. Uh, okay, I well, think, we don't know him. So yeah, we, well, I, well, I mean, I, I know him. I know him. But, yeah. but anyways, I, I think, okay, first of all, it's not actually netizens. It's, it's a lot of international fans who have oh. been upset. Honestly, like, I feel like there's this weird shift last year where as soon as Sticker came out, like people were like, and from all fandoms, we're just shitting on it for no reason. To be quite honest, like you don't have to like the song. Like I get it. It's polarizing. But the amount of people that I was seeing who hated Sticker and were just like, you guys have to be lying to like this song and all these like weird sort of like offhand, you know, kind of comments in some cases, very overt comments in some cases was kind of weird. So when I heard that they won the day sang, I was like, oh, 
this is gonna start so basically it's like international fans from all fan bases i've seen armies i've seen but here's the thing bts didn't drop any korean music so like they shouldn't even have been there number two sticker was the top selling korean like k-pop album of 2021 so regardless of how it ranked in korea like in terms of like a korean language album that sold well it i don't think anybody outsold them like not even dream and on top of that the people who I've seen be most passionately upset about this are Dream fans. Dream fans sent a truck to SME complaining about and while asking SME for the breakdown on the NC one two seven win. So it's nothing in life so, requires that much <laughs> vitriol. It's very I, I, I strange. Just, it's I mean, I feel like they kind of won an R an R and B. She won an R and B award. Explain that R and B hip hop R and B award is more yes. egregious than. I just feel like certain award. award shows shouldn't have certain categories. Like, <laughs> I doubt the CMAs has a hip hop and R and B award. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a bit. I don't know. It, I just feel like this whole debacle. Congratulations to NCT One Two Seven. I don't, in terms of Hot Sauce winning album of the year, wow. That That is the more shocking thing because that album was garbage. I mean, it had like two songs that were cute, but overall it was garbage. So that should be what, what we're upset about, if we're being frank. Yeah. And I, I like, I do think it's really interesting, as I said. Like, I have, you know... I'm the first one to call netizens out when they're being, you know, out of pocket. But I've seen international fans be really disgusting in like the last six months, not just with this and not like also because of the whole snowdrop thing. And it's just like a lot of international fans who are just being really toxic and nonsensical and the very things that they used to complain about in netizens about they have just embraced you know what i mean and it's it's kind of crazy to me like you don't once again it's the top selling k-pop korean album of 2021 okay i see i see netizens on here claiming that neither dream nor 127 have ever been in the top 10 on the music charts but that's, that's a, a lie. A lie, though. That's, that's like a, a straight lie. up lie. That's and like a lie also, we know is a lie. That, like it's like the longest running, like stickers, the longest running K-pop album on the Billboard charts right now. I think it's at like twelve or thirteen weeks. So it's definitely really? like yeah. And nobody else has accomplished this, right? So how are they not worthy? Like they had a huge year last also, year. Also, the idea that SM is like buying people off. Do we? Are we sure we're talking about the same SM? Like. If SM was able to buy people off, don't you think they would have been doing it like the past four years when BTS was winning all those awards? Like, why would they start now? Like, I mean, I'm sure they have in the past, but like now, what? The logic is not logicking because I saw somebody put out an actual tweet talking about let's talking about SME, like buying awards, whatever. And how back in like 20, 2002, BOA won like uh, a day sang for number one, I think, or something like that. And and it should have went to Shinwa. And I'm like, Shinra was still under SME at the time. So Lee Suman has producer credits and executive producer credits at that on both of those albums. Why would he well, why hurt would he his own artist? 
And not only that, Bo in 2002, Bo was a million seller in Japan. And like, she had her peak, one of her top peaks in Korea, like she is too, like number one and only, only one, I think. So like, we're like, the logic is not logic in here, guys. You guys are not making any sense. You're just hating from outside the club, I guess. I don't know. Like, your groups are doing well. Everybody is eating at this point. Why are you so angry? Like, why are you so angry about this? It doesn't make any sense. And you're being stupid. Like, these dream fans are just ridiculous. Some other uh, funny little uh, things here. One thing, apparently, that I'm reading is that dream fans and 127 fans are apparently fighting each other because they feel like, I guess, NTC gets preferential treatment. Uh, like one two seven gets preference. That's not even true. Actually, I feel like they've been fighting each other since they like since they yeah. both debuted. Because one thing that I know is like Dream fans have this very weird superiority complex where they always say like Dream is the superior unit, and I I, I mean I've bought into that ideology as a joke, but the reality of it is is like that, that's just not really true. Like if you look at the numbers, like success-wise, NCT 127 is more successful. If you look at the music quality, especially lately, Dream has some hits, don't get me wrong, but like NCT, I feel is a lot more, or 127 is a lot more consistent. And it's just like, to me, the whole... I feel like a lot of it is egged on by Dream fans, to be honest. I like I have never seen a 127 stand come for Dream, really. And when I and honestly, it seems like they take them under their wing. Like they it's like they look at Dream as like, oh, these are the babies and we need to protect them, especially since Hechan is in both and Mark and also Mark is, in is in both. So like it's not really and those are the two most popular ones in terms of like Dream and NCT, like or you know what I mean? Like in terms of dream and then actually, yeah. And one, two, seven, two, like Mark is probably the most popular member in one, two, seven. Maybe Taeyong is as popular, but mm, maybe Jaehyun on a good day. But I don't know. Like, I just don't, I feel like they've been arguing for a long time and I don't really get it because it's like, it's just different music for different people. Yeah. And it's I like would, different lanes. I would even argue, to be honest, like I don't get like Dream at least had a color originally, but now they're just making music that 127 makes anyways. So like exactly. what like it's what reductive. how are you how are you gonna tell me that like hot sauce is better than sticker? I'm like, I like both songs, not gonna lie. But like it's also the same, like they're around the same genre. Like what like there's not much differentiating the sounds of mm-hmm. these two groups, and it's for, for 127, they've always been doing this kind of crap music. So it's one thing. But Dream actually had a sound and they threw it away for to be 127, but just with different members. To be 127. Yeah. And what they don't, re- I feel like what people don't realize is like 127 has music that's like both good and also so bad that it's yes. good. Yeah. So whereas Dream, I feel like a lot of their music is very much in the middle. Like it's it doesn't evoke strong emotions either way until recently where they've, like you said, become basically one, two, seven. I don't know. Like, this is interesting. I didn't realize like a lot of the backlash was coming from Dreamies, but it it, it makes sense because they've always been warring. Really. And, I mean, they have. And also people that think that 17 should have got it. According to this blurry screenshot of some chart that shows Butter on top with 2 million and some sales, Attica by 17 with 1 million 900 and and some sales hot sauce with 1,800,000 and some sales and your choice by 17 with 1,400,000 and some sales i don't no, that's, know that's where it's line. from 
That's a if, yeah, I don't it's know a blurry the screenshot. I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously a, a chart from somewhere, but I can't read Korean, so I don't know where it is. What it's, it, 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 if it's a blurry screenshot, you got to ask yourself, why would a screenshot be blurry? It might be because it's in Hangul and I, I, I can't read Hangul, so it just looks like... No, no, I'm looking at yeah. the gallon charts and BTS is the number one with like 7.7 7 million NCT Dream, sorry, NCT 127 is number two at 4 million. Dream is at three with 3.8 million. 17 mm-hmm. is fourth. And then it's Stray Kids. And then in Hypen. And then Treasure. Any 18's. chart that has Stray Kids on it is automatically invalid. So <laughs> I mean, they're million sellers. I mean, not like. From. Wow. So like twice is the, twice in Itzy are the only girl groups on this chart, surprisingly. And it they have NCT... Girl groups really release music. That's true. NCT 127, NCT Dream, and just basic NCT are on this chart as well. So they actually... If you, basic I don't know. Just says, it just says NCT. Maybe it's like Wavy or something, or like you. I don't know. It just says sure NCT. Wavy at this point is defunct. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel Actually, like I if you nothing. add up all the NCTs, they have a sold BTS as well. Oh, this yeah. is where it's from. It was a uh, what, what chart is it? It looks like it was from. I'm curious about where this is from, but it looks like it was pasted from Hontail, Hontail, mm. from a okay. Hontail chart. So I, mean, I, we, I don't know. We what go the by difference. the gone charts because we're legit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you guys, I don't know anything. I don't know the differences. I, I know that uh, Guyon is like the big one, right? So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay, doke. Well. Moving on from that controversy into another, I don't really consider it a controversy, but some people do, obviously. T.O.P., my first ever K-pop bias and crush. We all know he has his Instagram account and he, when he does post, usually posts whatever the heck he wants, even if it's pictures of chairs. It's weird. Whatever he feels like it, which is usually stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, However, he actually did post something significant recently. He posted a picture of the Big Bang members, an old photo. However, he seemed to purposefully crop out the currently jailed Sungri. And then underneath it, he put hashtag I love my band, hashtag I love my fans. And apparently, Sungri fans were were not exactly happy about this. Big Bang has not really been like, have not really been out there as far as like commenting on Sungri's case. And I really don't blame them and have not really said a lot about the future of the group or what they consider the group to be in its present state or what it was in the past. But I think at least Top was being very clear about what he considers the band to be at this point. However, Hungry fans, and there is a contingent of them, unfortunately, have been making a lot of um, making a lot of excuses, saying maybe he didn't mean to crop them out, maybe it was by accident. And of course, the Big Bang is five. The OT five stands are still out there claiming this. Hungry was jailed on technicality or that he's being made an example of and did not really do anything wrong. But Top knows the truth. I personally well, 
I personally feel like Top never liked that man. So, I mean, yeah, I I don't think that he's that heartbroken about it. Either way, this is a PR move. Like, he's obviously not going to post a picture with Sungri in it. Like, that, even if he liked Sungri, I feel like that would just be a disaster for his career. True. Um, but also, who cares? You know, in terms of, like, these Sungri fans. Who cares about y'all? It's 12 of y'all. We don't care. I hate to say it, but it's just the truth. Like, I, I, I feel like all these excuses and all these like mental gymnastics, it's like, it's, it's not even required because it was on purpose. We don't care. He don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah, absolutely. I did see some people talking about he did it to protect the group. It sucks, but you know, this is the reality. And I'm just like, yo, like from, I saw them on radio star at was a radio star. One of those shows and top says, I don't, he, first of all, he made it, Pretty obvious he doesn't really hang out with Sungri anyways. But he was like, I don't invite this man to my house because he keeps touching my art. I was like, I knew from that moment that he didn't like him. And this was before anything was happening when Sungri was still my favorite. So I don't know. I I heard GD say that he didn't really like hanging out with, with Sungri because his friends are weird and all, and all he does is talk about money. And so, you know... I kind of feel like maybe there's some relief here. I don't know these guys. but there might be some relief with not having to convert with somebody like that, you know, who by all accounts in, in terms of the things that I've heard about from this case seems like a terrible human being. So I, I hope this is a PR move because a, a comeback is in the works. We know they're not going to be at Coachella again or anymore. So, I mean, they definitely have the freedom to sort of do what they need to do, whether it's solos or, or come back as a group. I am very excited and I'm waiting for it and good for top. Hopefully the other members sort of continue because like with their, the reputation of like <laughs> everything that kind of went down with them, I feel like they need the, the positive PR. I don't think that they can afford even to defend anything that Sungri did. Yeah. Um, I definitely so. feel like Big Bang stock has gone down a lot since yeah. the Sungri situation. Like, and people don't want to admit it, but it's yeah. true. Like if Absolutely. you ask like Korean people, they know about the it's not like it's a secret like people know youtuber that i follow that since the 17 she was like i used to like this group but it, then it came out that most of them were criminals i was like oh well, it's probably big bang <laughs> <laughs> i was like it's probably big bang damn <laughs> but yeah <laughs> well i will so on the recent episode of a show i definitely need to be watching mama the idol Second gen girl group jewelry recently reunited to perform several songs from their catalog or a couple of songs from their catalog. A superstar and one more time in support of member or former member Park Jung Ah, who is on the show, which is about veteran female idols making their return to the stage after having started a family. And, you know, I, I find this is a trend with many second gen groups for some reason i don't know if the training was different back then or what when when these groups come back together they are flawless like they it's like they never left and there's like a natural charisma from a lot of these groups that is missing and maybe it's the mass 
factory production aspect of K-pop that's kind of like hindered that now. But like jewelry is one of those people that I kind of, you know, was kind of on the outs when I got into K-pop, but I did see some of their performances and I always thought that they were good performers and they have a really good catalog of music. So, you know, seeing them go out there and still be able to just, you know, it's like they never left the stage. It's just, it just kind of highlights to me how a lot of things are kind of different now as far as like just how idols are like the whole system is or just i don't know there's just there's a huge gap i think between second and then like early third gen and then like the rest as far as like like performance and i don't know creativity in some cases not maybe just creativity just the groups are different and in some ways i can't put my finger on it but there's a difference there and it's not just that they're older also very notable Wonder Girls member or former member Sunye teamed up with Sunmi to do Gashina, which I need to watch, which was very, but that looked very cool. And because the show or the members or their fan club passed the mission of having 20,000 followers on Instagram and 2,000 members on their fan club, all the girls involved with the show are going to debut as a group, which is very cool. So all the, all the women in the group are Wonder Girls, Sunye, After School's Kahi, Jewelry's Park Jung-a, Buell, Bella Mafia's Hun Ni, and Baby Vox, Reeves? V's. I'm assuming that's maybe a subunit of Baby Vox, Young Unji. So that uh, sounds very cool. Be interested to see what concept and uh, music direction they take with these more seasoned female performers. So, any thoughts? Is anyone yeah. watching, Mom? I didn't watch it. I did watch the performances, though. So the Gashina performance was amazing. Jewelry's come back and they did one, one more time. It was fantastic. I love Junka. She's one of my favorite idols. She was the leader and lead singer from Jewelry for most of its career. I mean, Jewelry was around for like 15 years with so many different members. So there was a lot going on there. I love it. I love the concept. What you're talking about, I think, is that back then, I think the closer that they were to the like... Madonna, Jacks, the Jacksons, you know, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, you know, the ushers. I think the closest, th- the closer you are to that kind of talent, mm-hmm. the more well-rounded you are and, and not just well-rounded in a like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none kind of way, but like, you're really talented. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can sing, you can like, I mean, you're not going to be Whitney, <laughs> you know, but you can, you, you're kind of, you're still really good at it and it's kind of the way that I would look at it, right? Like the inspirations a, are different, right? Yeah. So Kahi was like a singer, rapper, and a dancer. You know, she mm-hmm. like self-taught. She was literally like, she's a backup dancer for Boas, work everybody who was super famous at the time. Like, you know, so I think that there is a lot of just yeah, just being closer to I think these sort of like immortal godlike sort of artists kind of influences the talent level i mean now it's like who's popular Lil dicky i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um but whoever is like these tiktok people right like a lot of these people now they're just okay at what they do 
because yeah. you can get away with being just okay as long as you have a huge follower following right so mm-hmm. I think that's the difference and like the girls were given stage presence they were given vocals they were given you know confidence that's also missing a lot of these k-pop groups don't have confidence they just mm-hmm. mechanical they do what they're supposed to do and you know that as long as they're pretty when they do it that's all that matters yeah. and so I think there's a huge difference with that because I did see them perform the, their debut song and like I didn't I, I wasn't like I'm waiting for like the music video and things like that to be able to really give my opinion on it but it sounded mm-hmm. good they looked fantastic performing it like mm-hmm. they were on top of the world so I and and like they had the confidence they had like they had everything they had the it factor so I mean Obviously, they're aged, you know, in a certain way that is not favorable for them. And they have kids, which put them in, like, the ajuma sort of, like, box. So they do have things that are going to be working against them. But I think, like, I personally, I think I'm getting to a point now where I'm just, like, as long as you put in the work and you're consistent, you can find a level of success that is going to work for you. Like, and I think that's what I'm I'm hoping will happen to these girls, these women, sorry, because they are talented and they're putting in the work and they you know they have like you can say what she, whatever you want about Sunny. i know like korea hates her but like you can't deny that she's a talented vocalist and really the main reason they hate her is because she dared to get pregnant and get married while she was in a group she was a bad leader because she decided to put her happiness first you know and like come on like you get over it at this point i mean if that didn't happen, like, first of all, the Wonder Girls popularity was super eclipsed by Girls Generation and 21 by that point. Anyways, they were on a decline. It's good that they got out when they got out. And then they returned with Reboot, which was super fantastic, but not very successful outside of Why So Lonely. So I think that they kind of, you know, they were, they had their moment. They had nobody. They had, you know, tell me. Yes, exactly. So it's like, I, I kind of feel like, get over it Sunny is like a mom she is but she's still like she has proven that the music is still what matters to her because she's still trying to do it so like just get over it please <laughs> at this point just get over it so yeah that's my feelings on the whole thing what okay. is next okay any of you guys that have been watching the hit netflix dating show korean dating show i should say singles inferno one of the contestants sung jia also known as Frisia. apparently she had fake uh fake item fake luxury item controversy basically what happened is that some netizens pointed out some scenes and photos of her while filming the series and on her own social media footage where they said that she was wearing fake Chanel pieces, of course, comparing them to pieces worn by Jenny, who is who represents Chanel. And uh, yeah, and so what happened is that she basically announced suspension of her activities. She uploaded a video on the 25th saying that she's sorry for causing concern to a lot of people. She admits to the controversy. She says, I admit to the recent controversy over wearing fakes. It's all my fault. As a YouTuber, I should have been careful with my actions. I'm sorry for causing disappointment to many people who supported me. At first, I had bought it because it was pretty. Then seeing a lot of people liked it, I fell in love with it more and more and couldn't come to my senses. I regret it now. Regretting and reflecting, I will be taking time off from all the channels. She also, she also did come in under... Uh, yeah conflict for that 
pickle thing, but that I was on 2020. It. Yeah. And there's also another thing I found where her agency recently had to respond to rumors that, yes, had to respond to rumors that her father runs a famous adult entertainment business in Busan. <laughs> okay so she got a lot going on there okay yeah uh yeah so i know she's really popular from singles and for i kept getting recommendations for her on youtube and i just did not know who she was and then i asked somebody i just put out a question on on twitter and someone's like oh she's from this i was like oh okay yeah i don't watch reality tv so i don't know but uh, i didn't know i mean it's funny how like she's getting canceled over having fake bags when like they have amazing fake bags out there. So I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> but awesome. also too, like the fact like that they could tell it was fake just by watching her video. Like that's insane to me. Uh, Cause I well, they took screenshots and compared it to the same pieces, one similar pieces, one, the actual pieces worn by Jenny. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's still kind of crazy that you could see something and be like, mm, that's fake. You know what I mean? Like, I I definitely don't know designer like that. But also too, it's crazy because I've seen videos of her being extremely fat phobic. And I heard she allegedly has been like colorist or racist, but nobody mm-hmm. bat- bats an eye at any of that. It's the fake bag. And now this kimchi thing. And I did not know it was so serious in China that basically, so I guess they have their own sort of version of that. That's called pao kai. And it's, it's a salted vegetable in Sichuan, China. This is similar to a pickle, but it's not the same thing. But mm. in Korea, the basically the Korean, the Chinese government, sorry, is forcing labeling of kimchi related products sold locally as pao kai. And in July of last year, the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism revised its guidelines and changed the Chinese translation and transcription of kimchi to shinchi and pao kai as kimchi. And regarding the revisions, the ministry stated kimchi, our native food, has been translated into China pickled food pao kai. So... Wow. And like, I guess she had said that her dad was a doc, was a dentist. Mm-hmm. I didn't correct them when they said that. He, but he, yeah. Wow. She has a lot going on. Okay. Yikes, 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 yikes. But that's uh, yeah, that's what that I, Netflix fame will get you. I kind of want to watch Singles Infernal now just to see. <laughs> like, I've heard like, it recommended the, a lot, but yeah, like I want to see now, like what the hype was before her downfall occurred, you know? Like, okay, interesting. Interesting. Well, that is all of the news stories that we have for this episode. So we're going into our Nyan featured deep dive. And our featured group for this episode is Tribe. Uh, they are... I think it's Tribe. B. Is it Tribe? Yeah. Okay. I was looking mm-hmm. at it for minutes trying to figure it out. Tribe. Okay. Uh, Tribe, formerly known as Lion Girls and Triangle is a seven-member girl group under TR Entertainment and Mellow Entertainment in Korea and Republic Records in the U.S., formerly under Lionheart Entertainment, and they are co-managed by Universal Music. They debuted on February 17, 2021, with the single album, The Loka. 
Chi-B is a combination of tri, an abbreviation of triangle, which is a symbol of perfection, and B, which means existence, leading to the meaning of perfect existence or perfect being. Their most recent album was Vidi Vidi Vici, which came out on October 12th, 2021. And as usual with these featured artists, we watch a few of their MVs to get an uh, sense of them as artists and kind of give our reviews and we watched mvs for their songs doom doom ta rub dum and would you run so ladies what is your ver- verdict i think that they are definitely influenced by black pink and stacy and i don't think it works for them i don't think that they pull them off to be quite honest i think it's kind of braggalicious to come out of the gate with your name being perfect existence or perfect being personally, you know, but I definitely don't think that they have lived up to that so far. Their music is not doing anything different. It might actually be doing worse than what we are seeing in this never ending stream of black pink sort of copycats. Not to say that the girls don't like they're pretty, you know, they're committing to the choreography. I didn't think the choreography I, was pretty interesting. I thought that, I thought that MVs were really bright in a way that I don't, I haven't felt like that in a while, to be quite honest. I'm not sure why. I just felt like everything was very bright and in your face. And I'm not writing them off. I'm definitely going to see what else they have to come up with and maybe check out some of their B-sides because it could be that they have you know, music that's more my taste. It's just not the titles that they're dropping. A lot of groups do that. So I'm definitely open to see what Tribe has to say and what to do. I do think it's interesting that, you know, upon debut, they already have like a US distributor. That's very interesting and definitely going to be a trend that we're seeing. So yeah, that's my feelings on Tribe. Jimin, you want to go next? Well, yeah, I have thoughts. So first and foremost, Jimin? Jimin, you cut out. Maybe she muted by accident. Oh, it looks like she did. It was definitely yeah. an accident. I don't, yeah. My microphone just be on mute. It's, uh, mute. it's Mercury retrograde, guys. Wasn't it over? No, it's still on. It's oh. perpetually Mercury, Mercury retrograde, like all the time. So I was saying that, you know, it's crazy that they have three albums already. That's that's crazy. So it's already showing that they are willing to put in work and effort. I will say this, based on what I've heard from them, I don't think they ever need to like I think I think like Nat was saying, they're in that lane between Blackpink and Stacy. But what makes Stacy great is that Stacy can sing. And what makes Blackpink Blackpink is that they are Blackpink. Like, I mean, there's really no other way to say that. Whereas Chai B, I think that they they have a lane. I've noticed that there's like a lot of Indian theme, like in their, they, in their specifically in Doom, Doom Ta and Rubba Dum. I will say they're going to need to come up with better song titles. Like this is not going to work. Like I, I, they're clearly, their, their music is for them kids. You can tell. It's just obvious that it is. I will say Would You Run was very fun and Rubba Dum had a part in it. It was like the bridge that was in amazing and that was the music they need to be making. Would You Run has this fun 
feeling to it. And it has this pre-chorus that's really good. And that's where they shine. Even though I didn't notice any standout singing, honestly, I don't even think that they were like, I mean, it was mediocre in that way. Like it wasn't like the best thing I ever heard, but I think that they could fulfill like fill a twice like lane where it's like, you're not really going to be, I mean, I think that where they're to me better than twice is they are very good dancers. Like compared to what we usually get, it's a high level. It's like similar to kind of Luna with like more complex choreographies, choreographies that like kind of resemble more so things that you traditionally see boy groups do which is fun and interesting. Their music videos are just like very high budget. They look good. I think that there's a problem with a little bit of, I think they're overly made up a little bit. Like everybody has this pale paper white face and like the same exact makeup. And it's a bit off-putting. I think like maybe like in terms of their entire look and what they're going for visually, they need to figure out a way to differentiate like themselves from other groups because one, the makeup is a bit much. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mind a lot of makeup. I just mean distinguish it from each girl. Like each girl has different features you can accentuate, but I feel like they're only accentuating certain things. You know what I mean? It sounds, it sounds weird to say, but that's what I feel. In terms of their styling, their styling is horrible to me. And the reason why I say that is because it just looks like so many things mashed together that we've seen before that it's just kind of a bit dated. It kind of reminds me, who was the last, the, the last feature we did was Omega X. And I felt the same way about their styling. It's just a bit dated. Other than that, they, ha- I feel like they have a lot of potential. I did like, if I could just take that bridge of rubber dumb and like make that a full song, I'd totally do that. Or like that pre-chorus and would you run? I totally do that. Doom Doom Ta is like not really my thing. And I don't think that that's their lane. I honestly, I think what they need to do is pull out of the black pink part of their lane. I think that the it's the black pink part that's really throwing me off because girl crush isn't for everybody. And even if it is, there's not just one way to do girl crush. Like you don't have to do it the black pink way. There's so many things you can do. I think that they should think about more of a... I'm trying to think of a great girl groups, like a fifth harmony approach could work for them. Like that type of music. I could see that. I'm trying to think of music that doesn't require a lot of like powerhouse vocals. They could do something like that and like leave the rapping and everything to. Honestly, I can't think of a single like outstanding rapper, but leave it to somebody who's like at least a little better. Right. Like, I just don't think that that's their lane. So. I don't know. Ash, do you have any further thoughts or does anybody else have any further thoughts on what I said or? Um, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. I felt like out of the MVs, like Doom Doom Time, Rubber Dub Dumb were definitely very devoted to that kind of, I really can't say any other way, like tribal theme that they have going on, which I guess kind of goes along with their name and there's even a scene i think in the rubber dumb where one of the girls is wearing like a native american garb and she's sitting on a horse and then another girl peeks out from inside a tp which is yeah but yeah i agree with the fact that they definitely seem to be more comfortable and what they were doing in would you run which 
to me was also a better song, way better song as well. And kind of like it just fits them better. And like you said, everybody doesn't have to do girl crush the same way. Like you don't have to try and be the baddest bitch or what the hell ever, you know, like you there's other ways of doing, you know, kind of not being QC, but you know, just being like natural and confident or playful, you know, and that sort of thing and still doing mature music. So, yeah, I I do think they have potential as well. Definitely should lean more towards something and the would you would you run a tour? Yeah, I think like just lastly, like Silent G Idol, mm-hmm. like I don't think that they do Girl Crush, but they definitely don't do Cutie. So they're kind of like doing their own thing. Like, I mean, I'm not even a huge fan of their music, but they just make music that fits and that works for them. And I think that that is where they should be taking inspiration. Yeah. And then also like uh, Mama Moo is another one. That exactly. Works Gold Crush to their own styles and personalities. So yeah, it's definitely possible. So with that, that is it for the the episode is there any last shout outs to be had yes i want to say shout outs to shout outs to the listeners shout outs to ash nat and jay shout outs to Taitawan for i don't know existing and always smiling who else do i want to shout out shout outs to hajime isayama look girl attack on titan every day it just gets better shout out to aaron yeager for being a real one no spoilers no spoilers i will say shout out to this is no spoilers either this is just me talking out the side of my neck don't take if you watch attack on titan don't take this seriously i don't read the manga so i don't know what's going to happen but i do have a theory so shout out to aaron and his stories baby because that's my theory <laughs> um I am here for this child. This child is going to keep moving forward. And who else do I want to shout out? I think that's it. Yeah. Shout outs to all of those things. And oh, shout outs to the creators of Superman and Lois. If you have not watched it, yes, it is a CW Arrowverse show. However, it is produced by HBO. So, you know, it's a lot better than the Arrowverse, but it's a cute little show and I recommend it. This is not free advertising, by the way. CW, y'all need to pay us. <laughs> oh, I mean, they haven't made money since like 2006 or something like that. So, I mean, I don't know how they're going to be able to pay us. But yeah, shout outs to Got7. You know, I feel a comeback is coming. I'm not sure when. Batman has officially spoiled it, basically. We know it's coming. We just have to wait for Jackson and Mark to fly back to Korea to know for sure when it's going to happen. Shout out specifically to JB and Bam Bam for their releases. I love B. It is a no-skip album for me. Goes right up there with the Gum's Point of View You. Those two albums are perfect. I still haven't listened to Love, so I'll give you guys my thoughts on that when we get to it. And shout outs to Jimin and Ash and Jay. And, you know, for another long episode. (laughs) We always come on here like, yeah, it's only going to be like an hour and a half. Don't worry, guys. And it never is. But you guys love it. So thanks for, you know, putting in the work. You know, uh, I want to 
do shout out to our listeners. Thank you for the support, you know, here and also, you know, with Patreon. If you're a patron, if you don't know, we do have a Patreon. We have tons of discussions, tons and tons of album reviews. We're we're gonna put this mom, this sort of special that we're gonna try to fit in. And it's three dollars a month. And it is, you know, as I said, there's so much content so much of us having a good time and enjoying k-pop so i think that definitely you guys you know if you have the money obviously definitely try to support us if you don't if you could like you know retweet comment shout us out whatever that is also very helpful not just you know because it feels good when we put so much work into it but also because it helps other people find us so that's very very appreciative and, you know, special shout out to I Am for Monster X. His birthday was yesterday, the day I put out our album review for The Dreaming. So, you know, special shout out to nice. I Am. Super shout fun. Out to, for being, shout out for me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I'm just going to say that I have watched Attack on Titan. And I agree with the shout outs for Aaron because Aaron is everything. I haven't watched the third episode yet though, but I have read the manga. So, you know, it is what it is. I am really excited to see how everything turns out. Cause the animation is amazing. Like if you go panel to panel with the manga, there's no difference. Honestly, they have taken Isayama's work and they have just elevated it on a visual, like on this, this video sort of like platform. And it is amazing. Like, like seeing certain faces and stuff like that. Like it's, it's insane. It's crazy. You know, much love to Isayama, much love to the, who does the Attack on Titan animation now? I know they switch. I thought it was still MAPPA, but I guess yeah, it was MAPPA, but they, they switched to MAPPA for the final season, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. They, they did, but I thought, but I, I heard people saying that, like, they switched this season, like this, like, final, final season. Oh, I didn't know about I that. I don't think okay. that's true, though, because it looks the same. The animation looks the same as, yeah. like, part one. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, just keep up the work. I know it's it's very hard in that it's industry. so hard <laughs> so i mean i appreciate everything that you guys do you know for us so thank you very very much for what you're doing because attack on titan is insane insane yes. so <laughs> yes and then i just want to do like a last sort of not really a shout out but look forward to black and Tech k-pop in the month of february we have things planned <laughs> I just want to say things planned because we're still working it out, but we definitely have a lot of fun things planned, you know, with the Black K-pop podcast. We're a part of the coalition. So please support us and give us love and have a good time with us. Wow. I feel like we're like K-pop idols. Please support us. If you that's even a, know that's like, like what idols say. If I like actually sat here and said like support all the things that I'm doing in, in the K-pop world, I was like, I've been here for a while, so I'm just gonna like leave it at that. <laughs> but Ash, yes. So before I start off with my um, shoutouts, just one thing: Have y'all ever heard of? Oh my gosh, is it Long Beach Griffey? It have you heard of this this black? It's this YouTube channel by like. 
black guys and they do um they do little short videos uh, about like anime and manga and things like that i'm trying every time i i know of rdc world and they do like little video like skits about like anime yeah let me see i really want to find it i actually don't really like watch some of these videos i think i do more of like generic comic stuff and hopefully like sometimes it overlaps with anime but uh, they're some of these these male voices in the anime world are problematic oh i totally agree i do find it interesting when there's black people in there though okay it is rdc world one but and i haven't really watched much of their stuff but there was one that i watched several weeks ago and you guys should watch it It is really funny it says how anime studios be treating their workers i'm going to put it in the chat but it's actually pretty funny especially if you know how mangakas bust their ass yes but on to my shout outs. Same to what both of you guys said. Shout outs to you guys. Shout outs to our listeners, our Patreon, just everybody that helps keep this podcast going and supports it. It's really, really, it's just great to know that there are people out there that enjoy what we do and it makes us want to work harder and do more and, and, turn out more content for you guys. I mean, yes, we love doing this on our own, but we also you know, like to know that other people are enjoying it as well. I also would like to give a shout out to Phil Spencer. Yes, Phil Spencer, a CEO of Microsoft Gaming. He pretty much had all the little gamers. Well, I mean, I'm in the gaming community, but I'm not one of the anime elite, no gaming weebs so i didn't care but he basically had the gaming world turn on his head this past week when he basically announced that microsoft had bought a crap load of gaming companies and ips franchises a ton of really popular ones like they're under activision blizzard like War, uh, Warcraft. What's that other Activision Blizzard game? Overwatch. They have Activision Halo. Blizzard needed to be bought out because they were well, yes. um, had all sorts of human rights violations. Yes, they basically bought it for sixty eight point seven billion, and with the expectation that Jeez. Bobby Kotick, the guy that was at the top of um, that company and was basically ignoring all the abuse, sexual abuse and harassment that was going on and telling people that he would, what was it? he said he would throw someone off a cliff, some crazy stuff. But anyway, he is with the expectation that he will be leaving. Excuse me, what is going on in the gaming world? You basically don't want to be working there if you're a woman or a person of color. Or, I mean, or I feel like that's, I feel like that's like everywhere, but, but it sounds specifically, okay, especially, especially here. Gaming. I mean, it can be done, but basically it's one of the places where you still, it's like, it's still, It's like one of the last bastions of the patriarchy yeah. in corporate America. Oh, so it's like anime. Like explicitly patriarchal. Yes. It's okay. like mad, it's like the advertising industry on Mad Men still. Where, 
Yeah, the guys just act like it's their own fucking playhouse. Yeah, but Activision Blizzard was like one of the biggest like examples of what was wrong. It was and, gross. Yeah. And so basically it was on the market essentially. And Microsoft was like, uh, yeah, we'll we'll take all that. And uh, yeah, it, it has a lot of implications for the gaming industry as a whole and people and podcasters and and journalists were freaking and losing their hair and everything about it. Me, I don't use the Xbox. Most of the games I play are not on the Xbox. They don't have a lot of Japanese IPs or they don't have a lot of JRPGs or interesting story narrative-based games. So I don't really have much to do with them. So I'm not worried currently. Now, if they buy Square Enix, we're going to have a problem. But until then, I'm good. So, yeah, uh, shout out to that. And also shout out another one last shout out for gaming. February is going to be an awesome month for gaming. There's tons of great RPGs coming out. Edge of Eternity, which is a JRPG. If you're into Kingdom Hearts and you have a Switch, all of them are basically coming out for the Switch next month. And Horizon Forbidden West is coming out next month. If you like Persona or Shin Megami Tensei, the people, some people that worked on that, I have a new game called Monarch coming out next month. Um, and yeah, it, I'm really excited. I know I'm the only one here that is, but uh, will you be streaming them on the Black Girls Who Games Twitch? Unfortunately, the Black Girls Who Game Twitch is pretty much defunct. I couldn't really find people that could keep to a schedule like you guys can, <laughs> or that were enthusiastic enough to try to keep the one to stream. And I'm not about streaming by myself because. The idea of having to keep people interested for hours based on what I say. And Honestly, you could literally anxiety. just do nothing. And, and people, some, some people, people like that. Like, yeah. People, yeah, it's just, it's like about companionship. Yeah, it's, it's it's still anxiety inducing for me. I, yeah. I honestly feel more comfortable when I'm with other people to like work off of. So God, that's mm-hmm. such a classic Libra thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Ash. I don't play games or I would play with you. I it's just cool. Yeah. I mean, I've moved on to other things. I found if I had other... a console, I would, but <laughs> that too. I mean, I only have a Wii. <laughs> wow. A, Wii, a 64. I have the repackaged Nintendo, Nintendo, and Super Nintendo. I only have Mario games, as you can tell. <laughs> well, you know, that's the classics right there. They are the classics for a reason. Oh, you know what? If you could find one of those, I'd play those too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> there's a little a gaming minute, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was fun to record it. This episode, just when you uh, listen to it or as you listen to it, as always, uh, give us your comments, your critiques, what you liked, what you didn't like. We love to get all of that good stuff. So, yes. And until the next ep, I bid you. And you. Did we tell people where they can find us? I was about to say, they can find us oh. on Twitter. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just passed that whole thing. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> now if you want to just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nyan Edizens. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens. You can email us at uh, Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. Thank you, Nat. For some reason, I thought you had already said that you were Jim and had. Anyway, where was I? 
Anyway, now. It's late. It's fine. <laughs> now, we bid you all adieu. Bye. Bye.